Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife of Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to The Denissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buckle up for an unfiltered dose of comedy. Full disclosure, I've had a lot of sex, but honestly, having sex with me is like buying a Prius. It's much quieter than you'd expect. Epics presents Unprotected Sets. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts with scott lips Welcome to the studio, Kiara. We have uh, we actually just spoke about you before you got here, but I'm super excited to have you here. Multi-platinum singer, songwriter, Kiara. Amazing talent. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming in. How's your day going? It's good. Awesome. Just had a coffee. And you were just in the studio, I heard? Yeah, the past couple of days, um, writing and yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to get into all that. I, I do want to get into your entire history and how you started. You tell me this incredible story. This show is always about people's journeys and how they started. You have an incredible story about where you started. You grew up in Illinois, obviously. Yeah. Wilmington, I believe. Yeah. And uh, when, I, when I met you, I want to say two months ago or something, you told me like the most amazing story, and I'm sure you've told the story 10 times at least, if not many more, about the hardware store. But let's, oh, yeah. talk about your, <laughs> let's talk about how you started, your beginnings and everything. So you grew up in Wilmington, Illinois. You went to Wilmington High School and you played uh, volleyball, I believe. Yeah, year-round. Year-round. I did club. Yeah, so it was just super competitive. Were yeah. you into music too as a child or were you more into sports? Um, I always loved to sing. Like when I was really little, I took piano for years. I went through like 10 teachers because mm. I would like to just memorize and fake read. And then they could like they would catch on that I was doing that and they would get like really mad and like read the notes and I'm like no 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 so I would just like go by ear. What is fake read? I don't even. I'm not... Um, like I would just if I messed up, I wouldn't look at the notes. I would just go by ear and like try to find it. And where it was, and stuff. Right? yeah. And so they would get really upset. So I went through like ten teachers. Amazing. Yeah. And, and you were listening to, from what I, I recall, like stuff like everything from Eminem to Linkin Park. To did you listen to singer songwriters like? Tori Amos back then or was it mostly rock and alternative like what kind of stuff were you listening to as a kid growing up? It was mostly rock rap I listened to Jewel cool a lot and then the Dixie Chicks nice so like super random like all over the spectrum um but yeah 
A lot of Eminem. Like the first CD I picked up and played was the Eight Mile soundtrack. Oh, amazing! Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've always heard, and we'll we'll touch base on this too. One of your favorite all time debut albums is Linkin Park's. Yeah, so, Hybrid Theory. Hybrid Theory, and later <laughs> I'm on, one you, of those. <laughs> later on, you went on to sing with them, which is incredible. So yeah. you're growing up. You're going to high school in Wilmington. I don't know the population in Wilmington, but I oh, assume really it's really small. What What is it? Do you even know? Um, like five thousand people. So five thousand people. I moved there like. When I was in fourth grade. So you grew yeah. up, well, you grew up when, outside of Illinois, somewhere else or? Um, yeah. Um, LaGrange Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another so, small populated no, town. No, that was much, that was a suburb of Chicago. So okay. like 20 minutes out of the city. Cool. Yeah. And so you go, you go to school in Williamton and with, mm-hmm. obviously there wasn't a lot of other kids that were probably pursuing music. Right. And you just no. decided like, at what age did you like decide, Hey, this is like something I think that I could do while you're going to school. Cause a lot of kids start really young these days they're eight years yeah. old and they're like i knew what i wanted to do at nine and it's you're like, wild how did you know that it's like i just learned how to read exactly. no. <laughs> i don't even know yeah so so at what age did you kind of decide that this was something like maybe a calling for you um i think either my junior or senior year i would just write a lot because it was a coping mechanism for me for like anxiety or when i was bored or whatever and so i would just write eight hours a day especially in the summer like, it, I wouldn't leave my room just to eat. I would, like, leave, maybe go for a run, and that's it. It was almost detention, but you wanted to yeah, be Yeah, right? but I loved it, yeah. yeah. And then I started um, writing with um, Campa of the Cataract. Sure. And we would email stuff back and forth because he was in California. And you were and you were only, like, 15 or 16 at that age, or were you older I at think that point? 17, 17 or 18. Yeah. So before then, were you writing mostly on GarageBand and Logic? Like, what were you writing on? Because um, it's, it's interesting these days. You almost don't, you as, as a kid, when you start to write, you can use your computer. You don't need a band, right? It's oh, not yeah. like you're getting in a room with band splice. members. Right, you're on yeah. Splice. You're on, so is that how you started writing? Um, no, I, well, I had a guitar, so I would write like that. And then my brother told me about Logic. So I downloaded that and... I had a mic. I'm trying to remember how I did this. Yeah. And I would record myself. Yeah. I think, yeah, I had a Mac. Or at the time, I think I had a PC. So I don't even know how I did this. But I figured it out. And I would record myself, but super sketchy. Like, I wouldn't go in and, like, fix stuff. It would be one long take. And I would play the guitar at the same time. So I wouldn't, like, ever do anything separate. You still have those recordings? On my computer, yeah. But I don't know the password to the computer. (laughs) But I have it. Like, yeah. It's funny because I had on this artist. You might know him the other day, Goody Grace. Yeah, he's and Good, amazing. Yeah, Goody told me that he wrote his first album at nine. I was like, oh what? I, when I was nine, I, I don't I don't know what I was doing, but <laughs> yeah. I certainly was not was writing it, yeah. albums. I was you know? at the was park like, or something. Yeah, you were at yeah. the park being a kid, right? So, yeah. so, so that's cool. And at some point, you got a job working at this hardware store, right? Yeah, and we, I also worked in a mailroom. That's another funny story. A mailroom? Yeah, tell me the story about that. So when I was in college... Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a job, like whatever. So I picked the mailroom because it was like, you don't have to deal with a lot of people. Like it was just, you kind of chilled. The mailroom of your college. Yeah. So I got to do my homework and stuff. Um, But when they did have me do stuff, like I would mess up so bad. Like you have to put the envelopes through this um, thing that automatically stamps them. And it would be stamping it like on the back or like, like halfway up the envelope, like it was all messed up. Yeah. And so you were, but I would just be like, yeah, I was terrible, but I was too afraid to be like, yo, I messed this up. So I just let it slide through and I was like, "Mm, it's fine. I'll fix it next time. (laughs) Was that, was that before you worked at the hardware store or after? That was, um, like the hardware store was during the summer. So when I, I would come home, um, in the summer, I would work there. But yeah, during school. So you're in school. You work at this hardware store. You start writing mm-hmm. sort of remotely, right? Just yeah. tell me how that started and how that began for you. Um, I was just on SoundCloud at the time. And I found this song called Little Devil. 
and it was by Campa. And I, I had no idea he was part of the Cataracts. I was just like, I really love this song. And then I looked at a bunch of other um, songs he had uploaded and I was like, he's amazing. And I was like, can I write with you? And so he actually DM me back because this was on Twitter. And he was like, yeah, like send me some ideas you have or whatever. So I would just write all day and like send him ideas. Of, and he would be like, okay, that one or okay, change this on that. Like, it's yeah. amazing that a song that got 500 million streams, gold, Insane. got written. That was one of them. Yeah, that I was like, via, oh, this is trash. He's right. like, no, like, please. He would beg me to like mess with it. Yeah. He's like, please just let me like, let me take a look at it. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Just stop asking me. Like, here's the song. Here's everything you need. And then I just kind of like turned the other way, you know, I was just like, okay, whatever. And then he came back with what gold is. Yeah. And I, I love these yeah. stories, how it, it actually Crazy. emanated out of a DM, right. Or a Twitter, yeah, Twitter. A, a, tw- a yeah. tweet, I guess, back in the day, mm-hmm. which is incredible. And, and no one would ever imagine that years later, you're nominated for a billboard music award, right. From, it's and that's insane. how it started. So, so we should talk about that. So I, and the story you told me, which I'm sort of obsessed with because I thought it was the cool story. Yeah. You start writing, you guys have kind of been back and forth on gold and you're like, I'm not sure if this is great. And he's like, let, let me keep working on it. Yeah. And at some point when you're working at the hardware store, I think you told me, that, you know, the song started to get a little traction. And oh, I yeah. think you said they played it in the hardware store. Or you heard it in there while you're working there or something like that. Or, or it started getting traction while you're working yeah, there and people started. It was because I, I think I left work and it had a mil- like millions of plays and we made this email like this really weird email and I opened it and I was like who are like these are like labels and managers and like amazing producers asking like yo can I work with you or this or that and I was like this is crazy and then he flew me out um Campa and moved me out here and we just started doing sessions with Felix and yeah that's how it all started yeah yeah it's amazing I was still back in Illinois when it was like you know starting to like do well yeah it was almost like a happy accident right yeah because when we um, before we even put it out, we were walking along like the LA River and we're like, yeah, a thousand people here, like whatever, let's just put it out because we love it. Like we've given it a break and come back to it. We still love it. And yeah. And the production, it's actually such a unique track. I listened to it again the other day. It's actually, mm-hmm. truth be told, it was on one of my favorites. So, you know, when you Shazam songs, Yeah. I don't know, a couple of years ago, I Shazam that song and it was on my favorite mm-hmm. Shazam, most Shazam song playlist. So yeah. I organically, even before I even met you and we started talking about working and doing stuff together because I know you love fashion. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that. It. But um, yeah, I loved it. I loved it back then. The song is so unique in the way the vocals are like spliced together. And it's I, I, I've never really heard that kind of approach to a vocal in a song before. And yeah. uh, whose idea was that in terms of that approach with the chorus and how it sort of, you know, I mean, it is a unique sound, right? It's not like a, yeah. a straight shot. I know that you love things a bit alternative in the production realm. Mm-hmm. So whose concept was that to kind of, mess, you know, fuck it up? Like, I'll use fuck it up because yeah. we're not, we're on the radio. Um, <laughs> whose idea was that to kind of fuck it up in, in, in the way that it sort of uh, came to be, I guess? Was that his idea, your idea? Um, that was the producers. So Felix Snow, um, that was his idea. Mm. So we recorded Gold, like, the night before at, like, 2 a.m. It was the last song we did that session. I think we, it was like the third one. So we came in the next day and we're like, okay, like let's listen to it with a fresh ear. And then Felix like walks out on his balcony, walks back in, goes to his computer, like 10 minutes is just sitting there. And David and I, which is Campa. Sorry, there's so many names. That's his nickname. So we look, yeah, we look at each other and we're like, yo, like what is he doing? You know? And then he plays back the song and we're like, holy shit. And then he closes the computer and it was like done. That's it. Like no one really said anything. It was just like, okay. 
Yeah, I can't like, think of know? another song that uses that approach. It's so cool. Yeah, it was wild. And yeah. So so that happens and at some point, obviously no one thought that the song would get five hundred million. We had streams. we did not at all. We're like yeah. a thousand tops. A thousand. Like let's move on and then we put out um feels and Tennessee. I think I'm well, trying to think of the order because I remember yeah. at some point Apple right picked up the song. Oh, yeah, when I was still in Illinois, yeah. I got an email from Beats or what? Or Apple or something. Apple. One of them. Yeah, the radio. So JJ sent me an email, and I was like, "Holy shit!" What is that this like is when you, you you so you're still you're sort of just getting out of working at a hardware store? Song gets a lot of traction, and then all of a sudden Apple's like, "By the way, we want to use this song in a commercial." It's crazy. Crazy, right? All at once, and I think it was the first week of. It was 2013 or something around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so, got to be a pretty crazy feeling to have yeah, that happen. Yeah. And you're like, is Insane. this really happening? Yeah. I was, I definitely questioned it. And then they're like, can you sign this? And I was like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> I'm like, printed it out and was like, and they're like, we need it back like ASAP. And I was like, okay, okay. Sign your life away right Yeah, here I was like we'll reading through it. It was just like an agreement so they could play the song. And I was like, okay. So then that starts happening. You get, you start to get a lot of traction and then all of a sudden like managers and agents and labels oh, yeah. start sniffing around. Is that kind of how it yeah. came about? And then here I'm just like mindlessly like, oh, whatever. This is awesome. Cool. Like not thinking anything of it. I'm just like, I just want to make music. Like yeah, just so going tell to me the, the session. Pro- tell me the process, like how you got your deal, how you found your management and, and sort of how um, the whole team started building. It's so interesting for people that want to get into this, right? There's so many aspiring kids yeah. that want to be singers. And, and I mean, it's such a, perfect storm when something like that happens so I, I love the stories on how this uh, these things come about together yeah so campa um was my manager and he was um so we would write together and he was managing me but then we just we realized like you know what we're both writers this isn't working out so we you know kind of walked away from that and then i met my current managers and who are great we love yeah. them shout out yeah they like pretty much <laughs> adopted me so <laughs> Um, that yeah. was what two years ago when you guys connected? Two or, or three? Two or three years I ago. I lose okay. track. 2015. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. All, right, all right. Well, four. But yeah. So then, even before I met them, though, with um, Campo, we were we'd fly out to New York and take like label meetings and stuff. And I did a, a showcase or two, I believe. Um, but yeah. But when I met with my current managers, then. Uh, went back to Atlantic. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it, and so eventually you got to deal with Atlantic. Yeah. And so how, how did that happen? Family. Did Craig Kalman come to see you play or was it like, how did that come um, about? I believe we flew out to the New York office and, um, I had a meeting there. Yeah. And that was and I it. met with Craig. Yeah. And it just felt, you know, it felt right. Cause I definitely had other meetings with other labels, but when I was at Atlantic, I was like, okay, this is this is like family. This is what I want. You, you met know? with Craig and Julie and you were like, yeah. it's on. That's it. Yeah. yeah. This is, I was like, y'all are awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're a great label and on fire at the moment yeah. too. So that's awesome. So, mm-hmm. and the truth is you actually just did your first gig just a few years ago. It's not like you've been performing yeah. on stage for oh, no. 20 years. It's only a few years, right? Yeah. Like my sixth show was Lollapalooza. Amazing. On, I think it was the main stage. Which I can't even remember because it's all blur. <laughs> and I was like, holy cow, like there's so many people. You can see everything. Like you can see the people like walking to go get food and then like coming back. And it was and just wild. Do you get nervous when that happens? Because I was just talking to someone. He was asking mm-hmm. me because I, I don't you know that I, I play music, too. And yeah. somebody's I played at Yola Dia this past weekend. Um, oh, wow. And somebody was asking me, did I do I get nervous? Because last time I performed was two years ago and this was like 8000 people. Yeah. And the truth is, yes, I get very nervous. So yeah, do you get it's nervous? Natural. Yeah, I do. But I get more nervous when it's a smaller crowd. Like I performed at Tomorrowland with Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike, and that was just 
Like it's 50, so, it's so surreal that you don't even have time to get nervous. Yeah. I feel like, and there's so many people that it's hard to just focus in on one person where I feel like when the crowds are smaller, you might like make eye contact and be like, Oh God. And you might get in your head. And then that's when you get like, yeah, it's like my family's in the, in the audience. Yeah, I better you see be careful. Someone you know, yeah. and it just throws you off yeah. and you're like, wait, what are the words? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, funny. Yeah. So, um, all this starts happening for you. You get a lot of traction, you get your label deal. Mm-hmm. And obviously you work now with Chico's, you work with Lincoln yeah. park. There's so many people that you worked with. So yeah, tell me a little about Steve Aoki, who yeah. we work with too. And tell me a little bit how about all this came about for you. Cause obviously working with people like, your heroes in Lincoln Park yeah. and people it's something like I can never make sense of. I'm like, why me out of like millions and millions of people like in the world? Like, yeah. So talk, talk me through like, the process. You get your deal mm-hmm. and then chronologically, where do you, where is that in, in the spectrum of your sort of career at that point after you get your deal, what starts happening for you? Um, so I think the first feature was Lincoln Park and I did an interview, Heavy, right? Heavy is the song. Yeah. yeah. And I did an interview with Zane Lowe and he asked me, you know, who's your favorite artist? Like, when you're growing up and I told him I was like Lincoln Park since I like I heard their first song when I was five and ever since I've been a fan so he introduced Mike Shinoda and I and we went in the studio and then you know it just went from there amazing and yeah. you got you do have to be nervous when you're recording I was with your so heroes. nervous like the first day I met him I was like do not say anything stupid don't mess this up like oh my goodness yeah I was so nervous and did you did you get it in one take or was it no uh, so like the first time I'm in the studio with Mike I go to sing on the mic. This There's too many mics. Okay. So I go to sing and I had just had my tonsils removed. And so I sounded horrible. And I was like, I normally don't sound like this. I was like, I don't know what's wrong. And I was like, please believe me. Like, <laughs> I promise, like next time I got this. And so like, you know. That yeah. was it. The rest is history. Yeah. He was like, yeah, no, I trust you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's jump, <laughs> let's jump to Heavy because it is definitely a highlight of your life. And we'll be right back with Kiara. And we'll hear more of her history and how she started. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. All right, we're back. We were just chatting with Brian, your manager, and we were just talking about how you actually got to pick the song, Heavy, that you performed with Linkin Park. So tell us that story, because not every day, again, you're recording with the heroes, and they say, you know what, Kara, pick the song that you want (laughs) to do. Pick the single, It's a pretty cool story, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, um... I went back in the studio with Mike and he was like, you know, it'd be cool to have some of um, like your high tones on the record. And I was like, amazing. I was like, anything you need, you don't even have to credit me. Like, doesn't even matter. I'll do it. Like, just because working with them is such an honor. And um, so he played me a bunch of the potential songs for the album. And he was like, which one do you like? Like, which one stands out the most? And I picked Heavy. And so he's like, okay, like hop in the booth. Like, let's cut it. Like, we're here. We might as well. And I was like, okay. Oh my goodness. Like, thank God I like prepared and had a vocal lesson that morning. Cause I kind of was like, maybe you never know. Yeah, of course. So I went in and yeah, I was just singing. It was so stressful. Like I was so nervous because there was like a camera man there too. And I've never had that before when I was in the booth, someone there with the camera. Uh, yeah, so I was nervous, super sure. self-conscious like to begin with. And then I was like, oh my goodness, keep it together. Um, but yeah. It was wild because then they had me stand up at the wall and they're like, now just yell it. Just scream it at the top of your lungs. And I was like, I've never done this. So they definitely got me out of my shell and like we're nothing but like encouraging. And I can see you know? a future where you were in the studio with Eminem and he tells you to pick out the next track you're going to sing. On. That was, so that's my dream. That's, that, that, that would that be dream, right? incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I love so, so that's an incredible story. So it's funny. So you end up working with Linkin Park. You work with Cheat Codes. Mm-hmm. And, and talk me through sort of at that point after working with Linkin Park, what happened next for you? 
Um, after Lincoln Park, I believe I went on tour with the Chainsmokers. Cool. Another probably dream come true playing yeah. in stadiums, right? And I know those guys pretty well. So yeah, didn't they're Alex, super nice. Yeah, yeah, Alex like asked you to go on tour with them or something. Yeah, right? they called me. I was in New York and he's like, Hey, like, what do you think? Like, we're going on tour, would you be down? And I was like, Yeah, that's incredible. And then I think we went to a Bon Iver show. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. I always I'm bad at pronouncing. But you had only done a handful of gigs at that point. Oh correct? yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay. I'm nervous, but like, right. I'm going to do this. Like, it's going to be awesome. How many gigs had you done before you did the Chainsmokers? Um, I would have to say, what, like 20? Okay. Not a lot. Still. I can't even remember because it all blurs. But I know um, I was in Germany with Linkin Park right before that tour. Okay, so then cool. I flew to Miami, shot the Whip and music video, and then went on tour the next day or something. So at that part, at that point, your highlights of sort of being your career highlights are probably Linkin Park, yeah. the Chainsmokers, mm-hmm. definitely your single, like 500 oh, yeah. million plays, right? Which is insane, yeah. Yeah, and, and what else were some career highlights when you started this, on your path and journey? Um, trying to think. Working with Cheat Codes, yeah. that was incredible. That was really fun. How'd that come about? Um, I don't know. I don't, it just sort of happened. Maybe through the label or something. I think I'm not, oh yeah, I had a record and then they reproduced it. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's funny. And you have such a specific image and and I love all the glam stuff you did in the last video. Mm. And I want to talk about your videos. Your videos are incredible. And and you're so, I see your whole style evolve when I've been watching a lot of, because I always do a lot of research. So I watch your whole style evolve in the last (laughs) couple of years and it's pretty great. I will have to say, Mm. this is my favorite stage of Kiara that I've seen so far. I mean, are you, do you feel like you're more comfortable in your skin now from when you first started? If you guys don't see the visual that, you know, you used to have very long hair and it was yeah, darker dark, and now it's yeah, blonde yeah. and short. And and even like a lot of I know Christian Cowan does a lot of your wardrobe and he did the last yeah. video. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was very glam, and very oh, yeah. sparkly. He right? always makes me feel like amazing. Yeah. Like so with him, I never worry because he like I just trust that you the know. process. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you think your style and because I know fashion's a big play for you. How has it mm-hmm. evolved from when you first started for you? Um, I think I've just like have been becoming more comfortable with myself and growing. Because when I started, I was like 19 or 20. So now I'm 24. So I'm learning what I like. And I'm like, okay, I don't like dark hair. It changes my mood. So I'm like, I'm going to lighten it. Like, I just want to feel brighter. And then, yeah. Had the glam thing always been a cool sort of inspiration for you? Did you like glam rock growing up? Because I think, yeah, I really liked, yeah. I listened to a lot of Avril Lavigne and I think, she kind of had that approach. The best jam thing was like, I was like, I want pink hair. I definitely yeah. had like pink hair yeah. at one point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because so I've it seen, like, it's cool to see your style evolve and everything. Talk about, so mm-hmm. I guess I want to, I eventually want to lead up to where we are today, right? But so yeah. a little bit before that, you keep dropping signal, signals and, and, and obviously things are going great for you. But mm-hmm. at a certain point, you know, like I said, you get nominated for a top rock song at the Billboard Music Awards, which right? Crazy. Which yeah. is crazy. So what did that feel like? Which is an incredible thing as for a newer artist. I just remember looking around like, this is incredible. Like, how did I end up here? Like, you know, it was just, I couldn't make sense of it. And I was just, it was just an honor. Yeah, it's, you know? it's incredible. You probably were pinching yourself and be like, this is this really me? Is this happening? Yeah, there were times when they asked me, um, they're like, yo, walk the carpet with us. And I was just too nervous. I was like, I don't know, I, I can't. Like, I've never even been on a carpet. And the first time <laughs> being on a carpet to be with you guys, I'm like, I'm so nervous. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's just surreal. That's cool. And I feel like, like from a visual standpoint, you're pretty involved, I would say, in your videos, right? So let's talk about some of your videos, like Messy. I had a bunch of male models in it, right? And tell me about the concepts between that and some of your other videos that you've released. Um, With Messy, a funny one with that one is I styled myself. Because it was like a last minute thing. And I was like, okay, I had like 10 suitcases and we put it together. Like my team helped me pick like pieces there here and there. Um, But yeah, with that one, I don't even know. It's definitely, it's definitely a step into the world of open my mouth. So it was like, because Feels was really dark. And then we Feels, little, Feels had like everything floating in the air. Yeah. There was things kind of just rising was, up from the ground. And yeah. very cool concept behind that too. Mm-hmm. In a way, they're almost all connected. I feel like there's, you know, there's songs so about changes, relationships yeah. and, and they're intertwined a little bit. So mm-hmm. Open My Mouth now, obviously, being your latest single that you just dropped not long ago, right? It was just what, like yeah. a month and a half ago? I believe so, yeah. yeah super so, recent. And let's talk about that because there's like a runway show. And, and what's yeah. the concept? What was the concept behind that video? So the concept behind that was to let people in to get, I don't know, to just to get to know me more. You know, I have anxiety and it's been hard for me to open up about that. So in the video with the visuals, it kind of shows how I really feel when I go down and just, I can't even speak about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I all keep right. driven over my I word. can talk about it. It's all right. Okay, I'm but sorry. But it's, it's an incredible video. It's great. Yeah. And so that was, that concept was really, cause there was like a fashion show and, yeah. and yeah, you're just like messing things up. So it's like uh, destroying things all around you. Right. Yeah. Is there a parallel between that and your everyday life you would say? Yeah, I would say definitely. I mean, I've, cause that's how I really feel. So yeah, the video portrays, you know, who I really am. Cause I've been hiding that under like a quote unquote mystery because I didn't know how to open up about, you know, my anxiety and stuff I struggle with. But yeah, it's to let people in and show them like when all this is going on around me, like before shows, you know, touching my hair, like doing my makeup. It's like on the inside, I just want to like scream. I just want to break something, flip a table. Mm. I've definitely done that before. Feel bad about that. Well, that's okay. Everyone (laughs) does it at some point. Yeah, but it definitely lets people in. Like this is who I am. Like slowly, like with each song i'm dropping in each video i'm hoping to like show more of yourself you know? yeah. yeah and it's, it's funny because the writing process because you have a band now right you have like yeah. a drummer and a keyboard player and yeah everything. they've been with me for a couple years they're like my brothers that's yeah. awesome and so where were they were they from other bands were they just you know where were they from um i don't know they're, they're from somewhere when yeah, they're from, yeah. They play. <laughs> so it's uh just session guys and things like that I'm yeah, sure. yeah, so, yeah and then they we just all got along and so so does the writing process view now change to when you started initially with like logic and you were sending stuff through the you know yeah. through emails back and forth do you get in a room now and like write songs with these guys or is everything done on an acoustic guitar or is it a lot of um, like get in the studio and write with producers how has it changed and evolved for you it's a lot of working with other producers, which I never did before. I would only work with Felix and David. Cool. So that was definitely difficult, stepping out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I would always bring my friend Lil Aaron with me. So and you brought would, him on tour with you too, right? Yes, because yeah. I would get nervous, you know, and he was my best, well, he is my best friend. And so he would always be there. He would cancel his whole day and be like, I'm there. <laughs> what, you have a session tomorrow? Okay, I'll be there. We could have brought him today. Yeah, I know. He would have been <laughs> like, okay, I'm there. Mm. Like. Yeah, he's definitely, he was side stage at Lala. That's cool. Because, yeah. So Sometimes at it's good to have even, the friend there like that. Yeah, and Coachella, yeah. he was right there. That's so, yeah. awesome. 
So talk about that, right? You played Lollapalooza, you played mm-hmm. Coachella. I mean, again, coming from the hardware store, because yeah. I love those stories of success and people's journeys. And truth is, you've only been doing this now for four or five years, right? So to have yeah. that amount of success in such a short time is pretty amazing. I'm mm-hmm. sure at Coachella and Lollapalooza, you're looking at and, and you, again, you're pinching yourself. And you're like, am I really playing Coachella? Oh, yeah. Right? I was so nervous. So and you, if I could go, and I haven't slept, I don't think I was even <laughs> able to, I didn't have time to even shower. I hadn't showered in two days and I had to go on perform at Coachella. I was those like, the best times. I smell so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, but, uh, do you get a little less nervous now when you're performing in front of a crowd like that? Yeah. Now I like crave it. Now that's all I want to do. That's cool. Be on tour. Yeah. And, and so what's next? Obviously you still have to drop the full length album, right? Cause we should talk about you, yeah. you just dropped up in my mouth. So mm-hmm. that was recent and you've just been successfully dropping singles and, and dropping videos and whatnot, but you still have to drop the full the length album. album, right? The yeah. album, right? Yeah. It's, it's actually, I talk about this a lot on the show, Kara, cause it's interesting. A lot of artists get a lot of success these days without even dropping their debut album. Right. So oh, yeah. look at Cardi B, someone that I've worked with over the years now. And, and like mm-hmm. she became so successful without even dropping her debut album. She had yeah. a lot of features. She had a lot of, you know, obviously like guest spots and just the right type of things. And before you know it, you know, amazing popularity without releasing an album. So it used to be years ago, you were not famous and well known without that. releasing a record. Yeah. So it's all changing culture now. And so do you feel like, there's a lot of sort of pressure leading up to your, your next, you know, your album, your debut album. Or do you feel like, yeah. cause obviously open my mouth, I guess is probably the lead. Is it going to be the lead single from the album, the full length? Yeah. And then we're dropping, I know another song um, next month. Cool. Yeah. So, so there'll be a few. Yeah. Cause I think the album is going to come out top of the year. Awesome. Yeah. So where are you at in the process now? Is it half done? Is it all done? Do you feel like you're still writing some songs for it? Um, yeah, I feel like I'm always trying to beat the songs I already have. Right, right. So definitely, but we are in the mixing process and, you know, shooting videos and cool. stuff. Yeah. So probably by February we should expect it to come out or somewhere around there? I hope so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, but there is a lot of anticipation. Yeah, we're I'm excited like, oh for it. It's goodness. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I hope it's, I hope people like it. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to love it. And yeah. fashion's always been a really big thing for you. I know you love fashion. Yeah. Um, and I and I know that it's a really big thing for you. And obviously, you have great style. So let's Thank talk you. about like I know you, I read somewhere, or maybe I, I heard somewhere that I even doing like a hair product would be something that you really love to do. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love um, extensions and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So what does With. fashion mean to you in terms of the scope of your career and, and like where you'd love to see like. Do you want your own clothing line? Do you want your yeah. own cosmetics line of fragrance? Right now I could see Kiara fragrances coming out. Like That would be insane. Yeah, yeah that it, would be awesome. Yeah, so if you're manifesting mm. this, because sometimes it is about putting it out in the universe. And, yeah, I would uh, love to do like a skincare or makeup, even clothing. Yeah. So clothing would be, would that be number one on your list if you had to look at like what you were manifesting out there in the universe? Um, I would say yeah, because cool. I would love to do a even a collab, like because it's, like stepping stones, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Well, that could be next in your future. So we'll be right back with Kiara. This is Lips LA. Hey guys, we're back. Open my mouth. I know in the video, Kiara, Austin Mahone makes a cameo. Yeah. Sophia Black makes a cameo. Yeah. How'd that come to be? I know you have the same management, I think, as Austin Mahone, right? Yeah. Cool. And we've hung out like at the studio a bunch and yeah. And Sophia's a friend of mine. Cool. So yeah. So we were you all just, friends. Did yeah. everyone just decide like this we're gonna be in this video? Like how did it was it really from the management side how it came about? Yeah, I think we were all in the same place 
at the same time and it was like yo you around want to come through and it was like yeah no like no hard feelings like yeah awesome well it's a great mm-hmm. video so definitely check it out on youtube and, and all your other uh, viewing sources too and i guess steve ioc is someone we didn't touch base on we should talk about that for a moment yeah we love steve good friend and uh been working with steve for many years obsessed with him i think he's the hardest working guy in show business i've ever met in my yeah. whole entire life and he's so calm he's calm like how and, did like, you guys teach me how to be that zen. Actually, <laughs> I feel like I saw you in Vegas at his place. Or so. I feel like I saw Mm-mm, you on no. his Instagram at some point, I think before we started like talking. And I was like, oh, because he's great at identifying new talent, emerging talent, and working yeah. with talent when they're just breaking. He's amazing at that. He's always been great at like just working with artists when they're just breaking, right? So, yeah. again, was that like a management thing or did you get a call and you had a track and you heard it? Like, how'd you meet Steve? Um, so Nikki Romero sent me um, a folder of songs and I was like, oh, can I record this one? It was similar to the Linkin Park situation. Cool. And so it was Be Somebody and I recorded it, sent it back. And then we never really did anything with it. And then Steve Aoki um, wanted to work on the production. And so they worked together. And yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. And did you and get to like, work Whoa, pretty closely like, with him? Um. Or was it like Not an really, email thing? It was thing an email thing, okay, yeah. Cool. But then we performed um, We performed it on, what was it, the Today Show. Oh, cool. I mean, yeah, 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 this little so that show. Was, this that little... was my first, like, you know, morning television show. You're like, I performed on this small show, the Today Show, the biggest show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but the, I It was a Today like... <laughs> Show. Today, yeah, I watched it this morning with Lizzo. It's like the biggest show you could do. So. Yeah, no, it was incredible. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's awesome. I was a little nervous. Well, for listen, sure all that. those things, <laughs> the more and more success you have, all those things are going to go away, I imagine. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I thought I conquered everything. And it's <laughs> like, nope, you haven't done like the morning shows. Well, I always I always know that you always talk about Eminem being someone that you feel like you really look up to. And obviously yeah. that. So talk about that. I guess dream collaborations. I know you've talked about this before, but obviously that's one that you'd love to do. Right. Yeah. Are there any other? Dream I actually collabs? have a song idea, right? like a song right now. I was like, oh, you'd sound great. If you're listening, yeah. Eminem. You Him and to... 50 Cent. I feel like it would be together. Like, it would be like smack that. But like. 2.0. You know? <laughs> That's cool. Well, well that, that would be a great collaboration. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. And, and also advice to people like, because I know, uh, you know, again, I, I definitely delve into people's careers when we do this. So advice mm-hmm. for you like that you give to people like, I guess, you know, I'd love to hear your end and I'll tell you what I've heard that you've said. I would just say like, I don't even know. I don't, say, I've heard you say don't be afraid of, of no, right? Because sometimes, yeah, don't be afraid of no. Yeah. That was something um, because you're going to hear it a lot. And that's said, the worst they can say, you know, like someone's going to say yes. And then you're like, okay, cool. who would you, is anyone that said no to you? Like early on in your career, like a label or was there like a manager and you're like, I'll show you one day, just watch, you know, and then you've gotten successful and not that you want to ever yeah. throw that into his face, but it's interesting, right? Cause the Beatles got turned down like a million times when they started. There definitely were a few. I don't want to name, like, I feel like I don't want to say, well, like, you could who. say a famous producer or a famous label. You don't have to, we don't have to name. Yeah. Names, like but. a famous like group. I've definitely reached out and they were like, ah, nah, nah. and they're like, Twitter? Oh my God, we totally messed up. Like, <laughs> right. uh, like I've definitely met them like now. Yeah. That, and, that's, yeah. That's gotta feel good. Yeah. I mean, you hear all these stories about yeah. artists and how they started and, and obviously your story is great because it became, it was such an organic thing. Like mm-hmm. imagine sending a tweet to someone and the next thing yeah, you know, they answer. They and they're answer. Like, you're like, Oh my goodness. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Let's go. Yeah. So we're super excited for your debut album. It's coming out Thank soon. You. Obviously. I mean, everyone go check out everything. Kiara. I want to plug all your social stuff. Right. Oh, cool. So let's talk about all your handles 
we yeah. should talk about Instagram is at Kiara. Cool. K I I A R A. Two eyes. Make sure you, you hit that. And then, uh, is there a Facebook page? Is there a fan page? Obviously, um, Twitter. There's all that stuff. Yeah, Twitter is the same as Insta. K I I A R A. And Facebook, I believe that's Kiara Official. Cool. Yeah. We'll check all that. And for kids that are wanting to be you and get into this, and mm. you can inspire them because that's the beauty of like having this outlet that we can talk about that and kids can listen and be like, wow, like I think I could do that. Like she really inspired me to become an artist. Like what, what advice would you give? I would say just stay true to who you are and definitely keep an open mind and don't be afraid to grow and go out of your comfort zone because it'll only make you better. And, and look yeah. at you, right? Your idols were Linkin Park and you end up being on the song. So, yeah. And you end so up pit- crazy. And don't question anything. <laughs> just go with it. Because the more you try to make sense of it, you'll just get dizzy. And you two can <laughs> pick the song that you record with your idols if you uh, follow yeah. Kiara's path. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a book. I should write a book about it. Yeah. Step one, two, three. <laughs> I love that. I love that story. We're super excited for your debut album. Check out all the all the music, Kiara. And, uh, and thanks for coming on. I hope this was fun. No, thank you. I thanks for that, having me. Yeah, I know that I had fun. And we're looking forward to your future in fashion that hopefully I have a hand in. So it's all good. So check out Kiara and thanks for coming on and uh, good looking out. Thank you. Thanks, Kiara. This is Lips LA. My name is Zach Selwyn. You may remember me as a host from ESPN, Attack of the Show, or even Immortalized, that competitive taxidermy show on AMC. We lasted one episode. Anyway, three times a week, I'm bringing you the realest fake news of the day. It's the Saturday Night Live News Desk, but in an audible format. Listen to the Audio Up News Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jingle Jared. In my former occupation, I was the biggest jingle writer of all time. Now, I'm looking for a new job, speaking to every entrepreneur that I can find so I can find out what it's like to transition from one career to another. All of this expert advice has become the bedrock for a podcast I'm calling Occupational Therapy. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts 